0: Everybody, it's Kevin again. Welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. I'm back with
1: Diamond.
0: Yes, sir. And uh hope you guys enjoyed uh not really an extra episode, but the the late episode that was supposed to come out last Sunday uh on um It Follows, one of Jason's favorites.
1: Absolutely.
0: And uh, we're gonna talk now about one of our favorite directors working in the horror genre right now, Mister. Well,
1: real, real quick, two things. Mm-hmm. First of all, did you even introduce yourself? Because you yeah. said we're here with Diamond. I didn't hear the
0: what. No, I said Kevin, and you're and you're back with the Midnight Terrors podcast.
1: Oh, okay. Well, and then we have a special announcement. Um, this is Ellie here. We, I just want to say that The Thing is the best movie ever. <laughs> he said it, i watching my tablet. Okay, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> a word from
0: our sponsor, Eloise. That's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> um,
1: um, but yes, let's move forward. You were about to reveal our director.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, I'm glad that you put that together. That's funny. Uh no, we're back uh talking about Mr. Jordan Peele. Uh one of one of our favorite directors in the horror genre working today. Um
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so rather than do just movie specific episodes about uh Jordan Peele's career, we decided that we would just do um a deep dive into his trifecta of horror movies that he's done so far, and just kind of talk about his career as a whole in the genre and what we like. Um, quite possibly, what's our favorite project of his that he's done of the three films, and just kind of talk about what we what we like about him as a director. Um, so yeah, Jason, you you knew who Jordan Peele was long before I did. Uh, because yes. you watched his comedy stuff.
1: Yeah, I think um, if if you're kind of in my age range, which I'm a good few years older than you, um, but we grew up on um, Mad TV, which was kind of like an alternate to Saturday Night Live, and Key and Peele, um were on there. Were they really? Because um,
0: I, I watched yeah. Mad TV every once in a while, but I don't think I ever saw any of their skits.
1: Yeah, Key and Peel were on there um I think for two seasons. Um, and then they got their Comedy Central show, um, Key and Peel, which is a sketch show, yep. which I think is freaking hilarious.
0: And I um, was like Bitch.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's some really good stuff there. So I I know him, Jordan Peel, specifically from his comedy writing and, and you know, working on sketch shows and stuff like that. So when I heard that he was branching out and wrote and directed a horror movie, I was like, what?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I knew uh, a select few skits that you had shown me of uh, Key and Peel. Um, right. Obviously, one of them being the one that we just referenced, which makes me laugh every time. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember seeing the trailer for his first film get out. And I was just like, Whoa, <laughs> that was so unexpected that this genius comedian was gonna, was gonna be at the helm of a horror film.
1: Yeah. I, I, speaking of the trailer, I I think I watched like the teaser, like mm-hmm. right when it came out, I think that's how I heard about it. I just randomly passed it on Facebook or something like that. Yep. Um,
0: I think I saw but... the trailer for this one just before I, I was in the theater and I think it played before split.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Cause
0: this was split was about a month before get out came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and,
1: uh, but I saw like super, super teaser, like, um, and then I kind of stayed away from any more trailers so oh, like a like it. you
0: saw like a poster or something.
1: Yeah, but like I I stayed away from any trailers or anything. I wanted to walk into it blind. Sure. Um, I didn't want to really know anything about it. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to see it for what it was, and yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 it's intense to say the least. <laughs> yes, it is.
0: And uh, so like I said, we're gonna just dive on into the three films that Jordan Peele's done and just do an overall discussion of it. There's going to be spoilers all over the place. So if you have not seen uh, Get Out, The Holy Trinity. Yeah. (laughs) Get Out, Us, and Nope. We are going to do total spoilers. So don't listen to this. If you have not seen these three movies, go watch them. Come on back. Um I think that's pretty yeah. telling that I just said go watch them, meaning we love <laughs> what he's done. So,
1: Well, but, yeah, obviously.
0: Yeah, but... So, yeah, we, we started with Get Out, and, you know, I just... Again, I, I was so intrigued by the fact that this well-known comedian was gonna write and direct a horror film, mm-hmm. and I was curious kind of to see what he would bring to the table. And... He's kind of created his own little, like, subgenre that I don't quite know how to categorize. Like, they're not, (laughs) you know, like, Get Out Us and Nope are all, like, horror films in a sense, but they're not... They have so much more... You kept using the term layers last week when we talked about It Follows. Yeah, yeah. They have so much more to them just other than just, like, let's try to be scary
1: Yeah, there's there's a um, there's a message or there's um, something that you can take away from it. Like he's trying he's trying to make a point.
0: Yeah, exactly. And but there's also like perfectly placed comedic moments throughout the three films. Like there are moments in all three of these movies where I'm I'm like unnerved, but I'm also laughing throughout the film.
1: Yeah, cause it's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's he's so
0: good at writing. I'm so glad that he kept the comedic dialogue throughout the movies. Um,
1: yeah, and he doesn't. Um, he doesn't like overdo it. He knows no, not, to not at overdo all. It. He's he's got like, and probably in each movie, he's got about three spots where you can kind of tell he's like he's looking for a big laugh here, and mm-hmm. he gets it because whatever he was shooting for is dead on, and it's hilarious. Yeah, um, but he doesn't overdo it. Like he doesn't take away from the, the, you know, dread or the horror of the movie. Like, no, it's not just at all. Well-placed. Yeah,
0: yeah. He um, he knows how to how to spread them out uh, nicely throughout the the film. And there's there's always like a like a funny side character in the in the films. Right. Uh, I think yeah. there's one of those in every film so far. Um yeah, yeah. But again, he just he knows how to unsettle you, he knows how to make you laugh, he knows how to tell a compelling story. Um he's really great at putting twists in there.
1: Well, I mean, it, the the thing that you s- said that was probably the most correct is that he's just a great storyteller. Yeah. Whether whether it's comedy, horror, you know whatever it is, like he's or, or blending it together, you know. Um, he's just a great storyteller. I'd like, he writes brilliant sketches. His comedy's really funny, it's always kind of got a point to it. And then he just took that and flipped it around and started making horror movies. Yeah, exactly. Because well, he knows how to tell a story. Exactly. So.
0: And I also heard something interesting on, a, on another podcast a while back where, um, I think it was around the time that us came out where Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was horror movie night, which is one of my favorite podcasts, if not my favorite. Um, They were talking about us and they were talking about the, the writing being so good when it comes to the horror element, because you have someone who makes a living telling jokes and you have to build and provide a good setup to tell a good joke so right. he already knows how to build it, but now with the with being at the helm of horror films, he just has to get a different outcome. Instead of making you laugh, he needs to scare you. Right. And I think that's a really cool thing that he knows how to how to build to well, a certain
1: point taking it out of like a horror or a comedy um discussion, it's just like the build up before the explosion, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's, that's what she said. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) no, it's, it's, it's either way, whether, whether you're writing a comedy sketch or you're writing a comedy bit, um, or you're writing a horror movie, whatever it is, like the whole, whether it's comedy, drama, horror, whatever it is, it's just like this build and knowing that that build is going to get pushed off the edge. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's so many times that like you watch something and it's like taking you and you're like, (laughs) Oh shit, this is going to get wild. And then it just kind of stops and you're like, "Ah." um, but yeah, Yeah. this, he pushes you over the edge. He knows how to get, he knows how to build it, get you there and then flings you over the edge. And it's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's safe to say that all three films end in complete, chaos and so much going on um however the any of them might be a little bit of a slow burn like they always build to something you know yeah there's nothing worse than going to a movie where like you you don't build a whole lot and then at the end the climax is just kind of underwhelming yeah um so jordan peele knows how to how to take you on a ride and you know from this point on we're going to dive on into the three films and we're going to start at the beginning with get out which um i mentioned it follows last week being kind of this this new horror film that everyone references as one of their favorites of the the yeah, last decade
1: yeah get out, get, and get out. up
0: there get get out is another one that i really feel like pushed the boundaries of horror and people started being like wait we can put like societal um, issues and and commentaries in our horror films. Not that yes. not that they didn't do that before, but I feel like I started seeing it a lot more after Get Out came out.
1: Um, yeah, and I mean Get Out, um, I, I think was. I don't know. It's it's the only movie because there's there's a couple like The Shining. Um, and some uh, poltergeists and, and some others that I could throw out that are like, basically you could argue for like a political statement or not even political, but just like, it, you so, know, societal, a relevant a rel- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a relevant, like societal or.
0: Yeah. Different, you know, different social topics. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and it's, it's blatant, um, in, in, Definitely the first two movies, but it doesn't like it doesn't take away from either one for me.
0: No, not um, at all.
1: Yeah, it's kind of cool because you walk out with this message or just like this this different um, kind of take on something that you haven't seen before. So um, yeah, well,
0: well, you mentioned last week uh, it follows being a movie that was early on and kind of challenging people and making them think, and I feel like mm-hmm. Jordan Peele. Whether you like or dislike any of the three movies that we're talking about, he makes you think, you know, like these movies stick with you. And that's what I love is like whether I liked or disliked them. He had something to say and he did it so beautifully and through his writing and the the visual aspects of the movie, he got his point out there beautifully. and, And I love him for that.
1: And not in a way that annoys the shit out of
0: you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so Get Out. This was the first of the three. Um, I did not see this one in theaters, unfortunately. Um, But I remember hearing that it was amazing. And I finally... I I mean, I I knew I was going to love it. So I bought it on Blu-ray and then watched it at home uh, for the first time. And I did love it. This is a, a fantastic movie
1: yeah i mean i think i think get out um for me uh mainly like really goes back to the writing like it's it's just written well it's entertaining it's funny at the beginning and then it kind of slowly slides you you know into the second act where it starts to get really creepy and you're on edge and then third act again he just like pushes you off the cliff like you you think you're watching one thing and and it completely turns into something else
0: yeah i definitely did not guess where get out was gonna go so obviously people know get out is about um our main character chris who i think this was the first time most of us saw the act this actor daniel kaluuya And he went on to be in, like, Black Panther and Nope and a lot of other great movies.
1: Yeah, he's good. I like him.
0: Yeah, he's fantastic. And so he's um, dating a white woman and is going to meet her parents for the first time. And he gets there and, you know, people are just acting weird around him and making... So he's he's an African-American male and... I just again we were talking about the societal stuff, just the the comments that people make to him at this party when they all meet him. You're like, oh, dude, those are those are so like not appropriate comments to make.
1: Yes, and demeaning, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and right, and, <laughs> well, and and so that's what. Because, you know, you say when when he gets, you know, to meet the family and they're having this this party, it's like their engagement party or something like that. I can't remember. Um, Uh,
0: I think it's just them introducing Chris for the first time to her parents. I gotcha. But the parents are throwing a party that we don't. It's like a family gathering, but we find out later what it's for.
1: But I I think it's funny that you say once he kind of like gets into the group or gets into the gathering that people are just acting weird. Yeah. Um, So, you know, watching it, you're uh, they are saying very weird things to him and very like hateful things to him. But while you're watching it, like you're like, yeah, they're acting weird. But at the same time, you know, with like the racial undertone that peel is trying to create he's saying well maybe white people just say this stuff
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly
1: so so like the the point of view of being him it's like it's like are these just some rude ass southern white people mm-hmm. or are they really being fucking weird yeah <laughs> and we so, you know
0: we go on throughout the movie and you know obviously the the big reveal is that this family is putting their family members into African-American bodies. Like, they're kidnapping yeah. people like Chris to do some some kind of brain transplant to put them into these other bodies. And it's like, it's this really weird dynamic where they're, like, admiring Chris for being African-American. Mm-hmm. But it's still not, not right. You know what I mean?
1: Well, yeah, because they even they even make some off offhand remark um, or or comment about uh, you know uh, you know black people are fast or or yeah their bodies are built stronger and
0: well they they, de- uh, you know? they dehumanize them in that way. You know right. they're looking they're still only looking at physical attributes, but they're doing it in a way that's like.
1: It, right, so it's like you're less than us, but we desire you for this one little thing, or this one thing, or this is all that you're good for, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's kind
1: of like, it, and that's you know, you slosh back, that back to like you know, slavery and stuff. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, all black people are good for is their muscles they can work in the field like right, right. that's all they're good for and so that's again like what like this kind of again that racial undertone that's building with it is they're just like being completely demeaning but at the same time being like yeah you can work though like <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, it's it's, uh, uh, it's so <laughs> it, yeah
0: it's so disturbing and you know it, it's again but it's it's so relevant to society, because though that family thinks that they're being inclusive with what they're saying and what they're doing, you know, right? So it's like, no, that's that's <laughs> that's still not okay, you know. Right. And uh, you know, however much of the finale might be a, a a stretch in the fact that like they're trying to put their brains into right. or one blind um, Caucasian artist is trying to get his brain put in Chris's body. however much of that might be a stretch it's like you still like it gets the point across beautifully Um, and again like the way we're talking about it is like it is very serious and very smart in that way but there's also so many laugh out loud moments throughout the whole movie because of Chris's best friend Rod the TSA agent yeah (laughs) he has so many great one liners I'm TS motherfucking A
1: <laughs>
0: That's <right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's uh yeah. which funny enough i watched an interview with jordan peele right when this movie came out where he mm-hmm. was reading fan theories about the movie get out what people thought was actually happening uh-huh. and with rod always being like he's a badass type thing right somebody's theory was that they thought that what happened to chris was all happening in rod's head and that he because he saves chris at the end Mm -hmm. They thought that Rod made up the whole story and was actually just talking to Chris about what could happen. And he's like, but I'm going to come in and save you.
1: And and Jordan Peele was
0: like, I love this theory. It is 100% false, but I love the idea, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And I was like, that's pretty awesome, actually. Um, I (laughs) agree. So, yeah, man, it's just, it's a really funny, smart movie. Um, but again just not
1: so that, not that gory either
0: no not really not until the very end which uh nothing this movie has one of the most satisfying endings to me in horror when chris just goes to town on the Armitage family yeah I mean he stabs the the dad in the like under the chin with a with a with a with deer head from friends. the wall
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know he like curb stomps the brother and uh gets a a knife through his hand and turns it around to stab the mom in the face
1: yeah it's he goes <laughs> he goes pretty ballistic at the end
0: <laughs> yeah it's so satisfying though it's such it, a good it, it, Good ending. It gives
1: me the it gives me the inkling of like like the end of Django Unchained, where
0: it's like
1: we've seen him like tortured the whole time, and yep. then he comes back and he like kills everybody, and you are just like yes, like each person that dies, you are like yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That person it's, uh, had to die. <laughs> which another thing
0: I want to point out uh, throughout this movie. Last week we talked about the score for It Follows. Again, amazing score with yep. with Get Out. There is always these little whisper like chants going on yep um and yeah fantastic score and just a a really well acted film too um yeah
1: i don't i don't think there's anyone in there that's kind of a dead weight
0: no not at all they're all
1: pretty dang solid yeah so strange to see for any horror movie
0: (laughs) yeah exactly right
1: no and you you like there's at least one (laughs) there's at least one bum leg in there
0: no, but you you like Chris a lot. You're really rooting for him, and yeah, it's just a, I mean, what a movie to come out swinging with in in your first horror film, you know? Yeah, just a an awesome, awesome movie. So
1: well, and it it it, it appealed to a wide variety of people. I I mean, it appealed to just about everyone. Well, it was nominated
0: um, for an Oscar, wasn't it? Um, like for writing or screenplay.
1: Uh, I think. I think maybe for writing. Yeah, you might have to look that up. You might be right.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's what it was for. I know it was nominated for something. I something. Just yeah, I think it was screenplay. Yeah. But um
1: Yeah, I feel like I remember that too, but I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. But
0: Well this um, uh, I, I feel like this movie actually turned a lot of heads with people that don't really watch horror because it made those big award shows and a lot of people in the mainstream turn their heads and go, Oh wait, horror can have movies of this caliber.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: And again, I got to thank Jordan Peele for that because he really, with his movies and I mean, these are massive box office successes. Yeah. You know, like uh, Nope has done really well this year. Us did amazing. And so did get out. And I got to thank Jordan Peele for that a ton because he's bringing a lot of people that might not really watch horror over to horror.
1: Yeah, and while I mean, also
0: changing the game with the way he's doing it.
1: Well, see, and, and one of the things that I like about him, and you know, we can segue straight into us from this. If you've got everything about Get Out, um,
0: yeah, I think I think that's all I got. And
1: but I mean, it just the way that he he changes things from get out to us um
0: oh dude i'm i'm gonna us. i'm gonna throw this out there right now us is my favorite of the 3
1: absolutely yeah absolutely it's his best work to date um so us i actually speaking of trailers I did see the trailers for us And I was, and I was like, okay, so it looks kind of like in the trailer, it looks like kind of like the strangers and then, you know, random people walk up on the house, they can't tell who they are, but then it looks like them. And so I'm like, wait, okay, so. Like seeing the trailer, I'm like, okay, so it's copies of them. Yep. And okay, all right, I think I got a handle on this. And nope.
0: Oh, no, you did not. <laughs> Dude, one of my not favorite trailers all. ever because when I saw this in theaters, you learned nothing in the trailer but the no. first like 30 minutes, if that.
1: Yep. Like, yeah, that's true.
0: Once the. So, us. I'm sure you guys know, but Us is about a family vacationing, um, going out on a trip together, and their house is invaded by a group of doppelgangers that look exactly like them. Uh, and that's in the trailer, but once they invade the house and they start meeting with their doppelgangers, like it's a free-for-all where, where, where this movie goes. This is the one of the three where I tell people don't watch don't watch or read anything spoiler wise go in completely yeah, blind it. because it's going to blow yeah. your mind
1: yeah and on on top of that like as far as the change goes this one this one is a legit like cut cut him up man like <laughs> yeah i was gonna
0: say man this is probably the closest i i know i said before like he's created his own genre and he really has this is very much a jordan peele movie but this is probably the closest that any of the three movies come to being like a straight
1: horror, uh, movie.
0: horror movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. mm mm-hmm. and, well, movie- and that's right. That's probably my favorite part about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most, it's the most brutal. Um, it's, it, it, it's a good horror movie, but again, like
0: it's a very good horror
1: movie. Once just as a horror, horror movie as is, once you get to the end, you're scratching your head and you're like, "What the hell did just happen to me?" <laughs>
0: oh, we'll 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 get there, man. That yeah. that reveal at think... the very end put so much in perspective for me and just made me love this movie.
1: Well, I think I think the the biggest shock for me. Well, there's the initial shock of like seeing the family and everything and i think it's a good hour in and then they just automatically switch to the neighbors and i'm like okay what do the neighbors got to do with this shit and then their doppelgangers come out and oh. i was like what
0: dude they they come out of nowhere yeah one of and the that, best reveals
1: yeah like and that's one of the cool things about the movie is it keeps like It just keeps flopping around on you like you think you think you've seen it. And there's a very intense scene between, um, you know, I guess we can call them the others or whatever you want to call them
0: Uh, the the tethered.
1: tethered. Yeah, the tethered Um, very intense scene between, you know, the main family and the tethered. And then it just switches over to this with the second family and you're like, Oh, okay. what's what's, what's," And then all of a sudden just their guts are everywhere. Um, (laughs) Yeah, dude.
0: And this is another, um, you know, people always talk about like, they, they saw someone that looks exactly like you. Do you have a doppelganger out there? And there's a lot of people that have, um, theories about that, which is, which is interesting. um, but again, that's just, I mean, what would you do, you know, if you came face to face with someone that looked exactly like you?
1: Yeah, you're getting attacked by <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah, but especially
0: because in this movie, the the doppelgangers, the tethered, are like the antithesis of the people, you know, like they, they don't really speak and they're usually right. in a way opposite to the real person. Yep you know, like the little, the little boy likes to play with like, uh, you know, magic tricks and whatnot. And right. his doppelganger has a burned face cause he likes to play with fire. Yep. Um, and you know, just so many things well, like that.
1: So that's kind of, um, the biggest thing for me with the movie is it kind of, once you get that revealed that they're they're tethered and basically what's happening above they're doing below except they don't have the things that the people up top have um so there's there's the scene where she's talking about um you know the one that can talk she's talking about you know up here you're cuddling a bunny but down there i'm cutting my fingers on scissors she says something like that
0: yeah, she says you had soft, warm toys to play with, and I had to play with scissors, and I cut my hands up. Right, and you so got it's... you got hot, warm food, and I had to eat rabbit raw and bloody. Um, and yeah, so there's the one tethered who is um the doppelganger of Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, I think yeah, the the bad version of her that. Tethered's name is Red and then the real version's Red, name is yeah. Adelaide. So Adelaide and Red. So they're like the two characters that were watching battle for control throughout the movie. And
1: yep. there's a
0: whole thing at the beginning where Adelaide met Red in a funhouse on the beach when she was a little girl. And she was scared by Red and you see like, the reveal of red and she starts to get wide eyed and starts to like almost scream. And then it cuts to black and then the movie gets going and you're like, what, what, what happened? And then throughout the movie, you're like, Oh, red remembers her and is now trying to, to kill her.
1: Well, red is red is her, um, her doppelganger below. She's the tethered.
0: Yeah. She's the one leading the, the charge
1: right and then um they Adelaide and Red like so basically Red is a tethered and switches places with her yeah so, so that's the
0: a- that's the big twist from the beginning is that we cut to a black screen after um Adelaide sees Red but we find out at the very end that Red and Adelaide switched places when they were little because Red attacked so it's like it's reverse in that red the one that we think is the bad guy was actually the real Adelaide the entire film and right. the one that we were following that we were rooting for was actually the tethered version that attacked the real one when they were little and took her place in the real world right which is always interesting too because you read all the youtube comments about this this whole thing where people are like yes she did attack her like the tethered girl attacked her and took her place but also like you feel right. bad for for the tethered version because of what she was going through and it's also like well she did end up having kids and is mar- is the one married to the husband and stuff so like can you really hate her
1: well yeah so it's it's the you know and that's again part of a statement that peel's trying to make it's it's definitely about um you know the way you're raised and, and the nature versus nurture thing yeah um so basically just because you know the tethered version of adelaide should be technically messed up but she went above ground and was raised as a normal child with normal parents and had a decent you know basically shot at life or upbringing so she turns out normal or what we would say is normal yeah but the original version who should be up top is now below and she's being raised like the tethered are like yep so it messes her up so it's it's playing with just taking the same person and putting them in two different situations like somebody raised rich versus somebody you know raised in the slums like how yeah. is that gonna affect them um yeah so that's actually
0: a really cool thing i've never really thought about is that it's a uh, an instance where both characters are getting a taste of the other's world
1: right and you you want to you want to think that Tethered are the way that they are, just because they're clones and they're stupid and blah 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 blah. Yeah, they don't and know any not, better. Yeah, and that's not the case. It's just they've had no real interaction. They don't know how to live. Like they're bumping into walls and cutting each other with scissors. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> which I want to so say. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the the deleted scenes from mm-hmm. us. There's a scene that is a deleted scene that I honestly wish was in the movie in the flashback where we see that um, that Red and Adelaide switched. Right. And it's this deleted scene where when the the real Adelaide is down below and it's right after the clone walks out and leaves her right. chained to the to the bed. Or right. not chained, but like handcuffed to the bed. Um, the real one sees her th- her tethered parents walk in mm-hmm. and is like, "Mom, Dad, I want to go home. And these tethered parents are so terrifying. They don't know why this little girl is now talking. And they just descend on like onto the the bed and just stare at her with yeah. these creepy eyes. And I'm like, this girl has to be like not even 10 years old. Yeah. And like just what I would just die of fright at that point. They the look you got to look up this deleted scene if you've never seen it.
1: Yeah, I'll have to check it out.
0: They just give her the creepiest looks and then the the tethered dad is staring at her. It's like I don't know how to describe it. The mom, the tethered mom is like wide-eyed staring at her, right? And then it right. cuts to the tethered dad and he's also doing that, but then it just goes t- and he lives gives this creepy smile to her. Yeah. And it's just like, I would just die of fright right there
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: And she has to live out Most of, like, the remainder of her life Like that And it's this real tragic Like, back and forth It's like, who's really the bad guy here And it's like, well, reality Neither of them are
1: Yeah, exactly You
0: know, they both are. were just placed in Situations unfamiliar to them And they're Fighting with each other so and it's
1: and it's mutual trauma between the two of them. Like they're traumatized by what they've been exposed to. Like I mean, is it 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 puts to question? Like is it is it worse to be the traumatized child that hasn't even like come to puberty or teenage years or whatever, and then get taken out of it or yep. Have a wonderful childhood and enjoy your life and have everything that you can, and then it have it ripped away from you, and now you're <laughs> leading people with scissors. Like,
0: yeah, you're left with nothing, like, essentially. Yeah, so
1: what's wor- yeah, like, what's worse? How, how yeah. who's gonna, you know, um, yeah.
0: again, Jordan Peele, man, he's he's such a great writer. Um, yeah, and I also, this movie. There's a, f- I'm sure there's some in Get Out, but they're a little more um, noticeable in Us. Jordan Peele Ooh. is very clearly a horror fan because he throws so many winks and nods to other like classic horror movies in his films.
1: Yes, he does. And a
0: yep. big one here in Us is when we're on the the boardwalk, mm-hmm. um, Santa Santa Monica. Yeah, is that where they are? Yeah. Yeah. So like. The family, the real family, when Adelaide is a little girl, they're walking along the, the boardwalk in Santa Monica. And the mom or the dad say, oh, look, they're filming a movie over there. And it's a little Easter egg that they're filming the Lost Boys there in the 80s. Yeah. And that's awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: that's such a cool reference. And Jordan Peele's really great at, at doing stuff like that. Just throwing little winks and nods to other horror films.
1: Well, kind of the best thing that he's got under his belt is that he's a nerd, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude loves Star Wars and mm-hmm. Walking Dead and comics and zombies. And, you know, like, he's he's just a big old nerd.
0: And we um, love him for it, man.
1: Yeah. And that's <laughs> probably the best, you know, that's the best thing he's got going for him uh, is just His extensive knowledge of all this crap and just taking it in over the years and then turning around and using it. Yeah, Um, and I guess
0: uh, in the opening scene of Us, we see the television that shows the Hands Across America thing. Right. And if you look at the shelves around the TV, there's a bunch of movies there. And people are often pointing out, like, he's paying homage to this horror movie or making a nod to this one because you saw on there like Chud I think was one of them uh, Goonies, Nightmare on Elm Street
1: Okay so like the movies you saw on the shelf Yeah right when we open the movie and there's the
0: television we're seeing a bunch of movies on a shelf and it's like Jordan Peele putting his favorite movies on the shelf for us to look at
1: I think I remember like just seeing like the movie titles but thinking about him kind of sealing something or paying a nod to one of those mm-hmm. throughout the movie. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're, yeah, that's cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Well, I also think now, as I'm saying it, that opening scene where we see what's going on with the hands across America, that kind of just makes me think of the opening of Poltergeist.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: You know, so little things like that. So if you go back and rewatch it, there's, there's that whole, um, opening there that's full little uh, full of little Easter eggs which is cool yeah Um. but yeah so us easily our favorite of the three and now we move on to the third one nope yes and
1: yep. this Definitely. is <laughs> I don't know we're I think we're going to be on the same page with this one but I, I.
0: I think so and I do want to preface what we're about to say I don't think either one of us like hated the movie or did or like strongly disliked it. But no, this, I. But this was the was... one where the th- where both of us had some issues.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I just I didn't dislike the movie. I don't think it's trash by any means. Um, it's it's actually a well done movie, but for. Uh, I don't know, for Jordan Peele, maybe maybe I had just gotten my expectations too high. Well, I or... was going to say,
0: like I was thinking about that before we jumped on to record. I think I just was expecting a different movie than what we were actually given. And right. I do kind of want to re-watch Nope, just to go in with the mindset of, okay, I'm not getting Signs Part 2, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you're not getting like this um full blown like alien movie. Or, no, not or, at all. Or not even well, one second, Bucky. Sure. What? Um, what I wanted to say is that I know poker guys. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> it's not that
0: scary.
1: <laughs> but you liked it. Yeah. Alright, cool. Go back to your back. Um <laughs>
0: You're raising your daughter right, buddy. I know. I'm trying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no this uh, this one's tricky because it it is an alien movie at, but at the same time, not in the way that you would think.
1: That and it, it is it is a horror movie, but not in the way that you would think. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a, it's very. It's hard to place. Yeah, I'll give this to Jordan Peele with Nope. We were given two movies prior to this that are pretty similar in tone and very different premises, but kind of similar in tone, right? Yeah. And and this one, I felt like he was like, okay, I've had two big blockbusters. I know this one's going to do well. Let me just go more off the rails with this one
1: um I think yeah but I think it's I think it's more to the or I think the the big thing for me was coming off of um well us especially yeah um but not only did it have a great story but like it was a true blue horror movie that just had a good backstory and had a point to it um and so I was kind of expecting another horror movie. Maybe at least on point with Get Out. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, Get Out doesn't really kind of... really hit that horror kind of gory thing until, like, the very end. Um, Right.
0: Get get Out's kind of similar for me to Silence of the Lambs, where people often lump it in with horror but it in nature is not 100% horror
1: right <laughs> and
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. but people but people accept it as part of the horror genre um, right. which is awesome but I don't know man nope is a hard one to place because for me personally so Without giving too much away about this one, I know I said spoilers, but without trying to go through, because this this plot is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, essentially, it's about uh two horse ranch owners, a brother and sister, where a tragedy happened with their their father, and they run a ranch with uh for horses that are used in film. And they live in this small town and and something is flying through the sky at night, kind of hovering over the town and people are disappearing and getting sucked up into the air. And it's, if we really want to pinpoint it to something, it's an alien movie.
1: But yeah, at the same um,
0: time, it's very much... Something else.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's where the sticky s- situation comes in, where it's like it's hard to place what it is, per se.
1: Right. It's, and for, yeah, me, it's, for me... It's the, hard to put anything on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And for me, the comedy is much more prevalent in this one... Yeah. ...than it is in the first two. For sure. In the first two movies, because uh Daniel Kaluuya's back. Um His sister played by Kiki Palmer I think is her name yep. she she's hysterical in the movie but the comedy is much more um present throughout the entirety of this movie whereas in the in us and get out it's a, just kind of peppered throughout right um so yeah Jason we've we've touched on this movie like off the air but w- overall what were your thoughts on nope um, I mean, to me,
1: and again, I mean, you said it, I mean I I might need to go watch it again. um,
0: I think honestly, I'm gonna have to,
1: yeah, and so it might be one of those because I think that, um, it was good there were, they there were a lot of really good elements to it and a lot of good parts of the storyline um, but they just don't. They, They just don't tell you anything. I mean, they tell you nothing. (laughs) Um, And we talked, you know, kind of last week on um, the It Follows episode about, um, you know, not necessarily having to see the thing or, you know, whatever, (laughs) like see the creature and it's still good. And that's kind of this type deal. Um,
0: Right. But in this one, it's almost a bit of a detriment to the movie right. because they don't tell you what the what the creature is
1: nothing like yeah. nothing Um well, right,
0: right out of the gate though like sorry to cut you off but like I just keep going back to the opening scene of nope with the the monkey massacre at the television station yeah <laughs> you know like when I walked into the theater I thought I was watching the wrong movie
1: yeah And that's why I've got to watch it again. I only watched it once. But yeah, I do remember seeing that and just being like, well, that's wildly out of place. (laughs) And what's
0: even stranger is Um, that it comes back in the movie, but it's like a completely separate thing from the alien story.
1: Right. Yeah, it it was just an odd kind of throw in. And I'm sure somebody's gonna clap back and be like, dude, you missed the you yeah. know, symbolic <laughs> meaning behind it or something, and I'll just be like, okay, but well, <laughs> sorry, I have, sorry I have, if I didn't read into it what I was supposed to, but right. Well, I have <laughs> heard it was just
0: that the consensus theory is that Jordan Peele's talking about how we consume media okay. in this one. Um, and I get that. Kind of with the the massacre at the at the television station. right. but I don't quite understand where that comes in with the alien stance in that yes, there is so the 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 big reveal here, which was kind of underwhelming to me, I was looking forward to seeing what Jordan Peel would do with actually seeing aliens come down from this ship thing.
1: Yeah, see, that's what, yeah. (laughs) You know, like I
0: said, it was going to, like, I don't love signs like we talked about on the Bracket War episode, but, like, I was kind of excited to see Jordan Peele's take on that after seeing how wildly creepy us was. Right. But he doesn't go that way. And the big reveal is that the spaceship is the creature. Like, it's like a a living, breathing organism, but it looks like a ship. And it just has a mouth at the bottom where it'll suck people up and eat them but it spits out um non organic material. Yep. And that's what killed their dad is that which was kind of strange that the spaceship spit out like a nickel and right. it and it hit him in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was kind of like huh, that's a that's an interesting um opening death well,
1: well and i mean it's, so with you with you saying that you've seen that it's supposed to be maybe about how we consume media i mean the the ship i mean it just kind of it just kind of gobbles everything up like doesn't think about it and then it spits out what it doesn't want later so i mean you know basically looking at that as you know People consuming media or consuming Facebook, social media, whatever. I mean, it's an accurate kind of,
0: but also being being selective yeah. about what they what we take in and what we don't. Right.
1: Exactly, just mindlessly just sucking everything in. Yeah, and um, then and then that's, what? That's basically what the creature does. It just it just mindlessly sucks everything in and then decides what it doesn't like or anything is non organic. It just spits it back out.
0: Yeah, that's very true. And then what does get spat back out is harmful to other people. Right. You know, I like I was caught off guard by the fact that the dad was killed by a coin, like a nickel, hitting him in the eye. Right. But I'm sure there's some... With the way Jordan Peele writes, nothing's ever simple. And yeah, I feel like there could something be some, something... <laughs> yeah, I feel like there could be something about... Uh, money you know kind of biting people in yeah. the ass with the way things are consumed True. and created and just rapidly produced um and and I will say I do want to say that there definitely are some unsettling things in in the movie there's still horror yeah. elements like one of my favorite scenes I didn't love the reveal of it but one of my favorite scenes is where we it looks like we're going to see aliens Right, And the way it's set up, like you see an, uh, an instance of it in the trailer where these little short bulbous head aliens are like descending on um, Daniel Kaluuya's character. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is about to get like it was creepy the way they were yeah. moving, the way you would just see glimpses of them. And that's kind of what I wanted more of. But then they reveal that like it's just a bunch of kids just kind of messing with him. Right, And that was kind of a letdown, but I think if we go back and rewatch it, I'm like, okay, now that I know that that's not the movie Jordan Peele's giving us, which I kind of feel like could be Jordan Peele's writing being like, ah, you think you're going to get this with me, but don't underestimate me. I'm going to give you something different.
1: Yeah, or just, just, you know, trying to do something different, which I applaud him for. Um, You know, because you know, you pull the same trick too many times that people, you know, lose interest. Yeah, um, and I
0: and I will say that um I appreciate that we got something as different and I can't think of any movie that is similar to Nope, honestly. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's very much its own
1: beast. Well, if anyone has braved this and not seen it, um. <laughs> yeah. <you know, laughs> uh. Go in. It's it's not a horror movie. Um. It's not a comedy. It's, it's not even really not, a sci-fi movie. It's not an alien movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it's. Yeah. It's just its,
0: its own subgenre. Yeah.
1: You know, it's its own thing. Um. Which I think I wasn't quite ready for. Yeah. Um. But I will say that. Um. Even watching his produced version of Candyman, which was pretty good, he didn't write it, but um, or direct it, but he produced it. Right, um, it was it was pretty good. Um, but the the whole having a point to the movie, or you know, trying to make a a statement, like just not you over the head in Candyman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, it's, a, it's, a, the, it's a good horror movie, but it's like it's like they're hitting you over the head with a sack of bricks with it in Candyman. Right. Well, the original Candyman is kind
0: of, kind of like that, too, from the 90s. Yeah,
1: this is true. Yeah, I mean.
0: So that one would almost be a little more difficult to play with, I think. Now, I've seen and haven't seen Candyman at the same time because it's been right. on and I've watched it from front to back, but I was also talking through the whole thing with a friend. I gotcha. So I, I didn't actively watch it. And that goes for the original and the, the new one that Jordan Peele had a role in. Right. But I feel like there's a little less room to play there in the the latest Candyman because that was already set up with the first film in the 90s. Yeah, that's um, true. So like when we get to Nope, I feel like Jordan Peele had, you know, it's his movie. He has free reign to, to play with it. Yeah. Um but I don't know. It just, uh,
1: well, a, a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of actors and, and stuff have a statement. They'll, they say, I'll do, I'll do one for the people and then I'll do one for me kind of meaning Like I'll do one blockbuster movie and then I'll do some movie that I want to do. Right. And right. Then, like do some indie bullshit that it's not going to make, you know, billions of dollars.
0: No, um, that was not Jordan, Jordan Peele's. <laughs> Outcome.
1: Well, I, I, I mean, he he made a ton of money and Nope did very, very well. Yeah, it was one um, of the biggest
0: hits of 2022 so far.
1: Yeah, but I think it was just like with, with us, he was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to do kind of this crowd pleaser with my own twist on it. And then this next one, like, this is just going to be mine. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And that's right. what he
0: did. Well, it's like when a band writes, you know, albums, you know, they do, they come out, they do like, two albums that are very much um, what fans would expect and what are People what are pleaser. considered crowd, crowd pleasers, yeah. And then they get to, usually it's like the third album where they're like, okay, you know what to expect from us now. You know we can do that, but now we're going to try other things and see what we can do. And I feel like that's what Jordan yeah. Peele did. And however, I think... Honestly, now that we're talking about it, I do think that it's a movie that it needs to be watched multiple times, yes, but also discussed to kind of get the gist of it, you know?
1: Yeah, like kind of some of the stuff that we're digging into and then, I mean, (laughs) with this being, I guess we could call it a trilogy, Um, you know, people always ask me the question because I'm a huge Star Wars fan like if you're showing somebody Star Wars for the first time like what order do they watch it in like do they watch the originals first or do they start at episode 1 and go into it? and with Jordan Peele I feel like if I had seen this movie first without seeing the other two I probably would have walked out a little more impressed
0: yeah okay I see what you're saying I thought you were going to say my- you would have you would have walked out but because you knew What Jordan Peele does and it wasn't what you were expecting yeah I agree with that
1: yeah so if I'd gone into that and just like seen that one first like i had never seen any other Jordan Peele stuff I would probably walk out and be like damn yeah I
0: agree with you I agree with you
1: but because I've seen the other ones it just kind of put this I don't know expectation on there or you know whatever and so yeah if I had seen that first I think I might think differently and again Um, we've, we've said rewatched many times and when we rewatch it, I I might completely change my mind.
0: Yeah. It's like when we were talking about Halloween ends that there's, there's always room when you go back to rewatch something that there's a chance you may like it more or you may dislike it after revisiting it. Um, at the time when I walked out of Nope, I was very let down by it and was kind of like well I don't there's nothing to gain I don't really want to watch it again right but the more that we were prepping for the podcast episode and especially after talking with you after you watched it and now doing the episode I'm like you know maybe it maybe it does deserve multiple viewings
1: yeah you start Um, thinking about it a little more
0: yeah exactly so uh, I'll be I'll be interested to to revisit it I'll probably revisit it once more before the year ends um, and I'm sure you and I will talk off the air or on the air again. Maybe we'll do a, a revisited episode or something.
1: Yeah, maybe a quick snippet follow up and be like, "Oh no, nope, we were wrong."
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, even even if we're saying right now that we don't love it, it's still yeah. it's still worth people watching. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. To to bring it on home, Jordan Peele just has awesome an awesome voice in the horror genre. No one's Mm -hmm. doing anything like him these days. That's true. You know, he's just in a league of his own. He's bringing new stuff to the table. I put him up there with Mike Flanagan, who is my favorite horror director, but Jordan Peele's right behind him. Um, if not exactly neck and neck with him in that he just brings his own flavor to the, to the table. And, He's challenging the the cliches of the genre.
1: Yeah, and even like you said, like um, you know, basically he's kind kind of cut out this little niche for himself. Like he's kind of cut out this little subgenre or this little corner in horror that's his. <laughs> that yeah, exactly. Nobody else is doing. I mean, dude, he's um, got
0: the. So, for any of you following us on Instagram, you saw I posted a a screen cap. Where I did a a YouTube video where I met John Carpenter on Halloween. Um, I watched q and A Q&A with him before we did the chat, and someone asked, "Who's one of your favorite directors working today?" And John Carpenter said, "Jordan Peele." <laughs> you know,
1: <Nice. laughs> he's got the
0: Jordan Peele has the blessing of John Carpenter. You're doing something right.
1: Yeah, if you're getting Carpenter's seal of approval you're doing not bad for yourself
0: Not at all man not at all but um yeah that's kind of our our overview of of Jordan Peele again one of our favorite directors um
1: and yeah just yeah just kind of final thoughts on it man i think he's an awesome director he's one of my favorites like in horror right now um i definitely want to see more um absolutely because- if nothing else, he's creative as shit.
0: Yeah, he's um, original.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, you can, you can definitely not say that you went into a Jordan Peele movie and <laughs> saw a copycat.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. So, yeah. and I'm right there um, with you, man. I I think he's uh an incredibly talented writer director. I think he's got, um big future in horror if he wants to continue doing that which is what i've heard he has said he wants to continue telling horror stories and i'm all for it man and uh again just you know thank you jordan peele for for what you're doing for horror and for bringing it to the mainstream for people that might not normally watch it so
1: well i'm ready i want to see another comedy out of him um
0: oh for sure yeah (laughs)
1: because uh his his comedy stuff is really good um so like i mean i love love his horror um but you know now that he's he's got this name because he's like the most sought after guy right now Mm -hmm. like especially as far as horror or movies go screenwriting included like it's just like all right Bo, just Take out a good comedy for the old school fans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. He should he should do a horror comedy. Like a straight horror comedy. Yeah, I think he'd be really I mean, good at it.
1: Yeah, if he didn't just a straight up, you know, try to do a studio six 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 or Evil Dead or you know, something like that. I think he'd knock it out of the park.
0: Absolutely, man.
1: And they they do enough horror parodies on Key and Peel. You'll need to I think you can look up uh Bucky, there's a there's like a YouTube compilation of like best horror sketches on Key and Peel. Oh yeah, um, and the, yeah, they do a lot with aliens and zombies and vampires, and awesome. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so it's yeah, really I'll funny.
0: Have to, I'll have to check that out for sure. Um, well, cool, man. That was uh, that was fun. Um, again, we love Jordan Peel. We hope all of you listening. Uh, do as well, and if you haven't seen his movies, highly recommend go watch all three of them. Get out, yes. us, and Nope. Go watch them. Go support him. So uh, Nope first. <laughs> <laughs> that's just our that's just our take. But again, I, I would love to revisit our thoughts on Nope once we check it out yeah, again at some we'll,
1: point. I think we'll do like a little little mini bonus thing where we'll just come back and
0: yeah, and, just do like a twenty minute discussion on.
1: Sure. Just give it a little blurb after we've seen it again.
0: Absolutely. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been fun. Uh, we will be back next Sunday with another episode. Uh, in the meantime, follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Midnight Terrors Podcast on there. Send us an email at MidnightTerrorsPodcast at gmail.com, and we will be back next Sunday.
1: We will see you next time on Midnight Terror. Don't forget
0: about the thing. (laughs) Perfect ending.